to my Welcome back, my fellow spooky folks. It's your boy Trigger Troy, and welcome back to Man of Horror, my horror pod where I talk all things scary. Today's gonna be an episode all about remakes. Remakes are a genre all their own, right? Um, especially when it comes to horror. Like I feel like no other genre gets remade, quote unquote, like horror. Um, the thing about a horror remake, though, is that it can be hit or miss. Today, I'm obviously going to share some of my hits. Um, we're going to get into my top five horror movie remakes. Then we're going to dive into a remake version of Pick Your Horror, which I haven't played in a while, so I'm excited for that. And lastly, we'll hop into my review and rating of the film, Jeepers Creepers Reborn, which, yeah, um, more on the miss side, <laughs> but we'll get into that later. So let's go ahead and dive right in. All right, and fifth place, Black Christmas. Um, I've discussed this one on the pod several times, both original and remake. But I have to be honest, my personal favorite is the remake. Um, I feel like like horror nerds would like fucking crucify me for that one, but whatever. Like I'm a huge fan of like like I think the the point of a lot of horror remakes is to update the visuals. And I'm I'm always a fucking fan for updated visuals. Um, as long as the story is just as good. And I think the story with this one was just as good. Um, it's more fast-paced. It's a bigger cast. So, you know, that definitely leads to more kills. And it basically just upped everything from the original for me. You know, like, it, the first one isn't completely a slouch. But the 2006 remake is uh, miles better for me. So... <clears throat> and fourth place dawn of the dead in uh, uh, fourth place dawn of the dead a zombie classic from the 80s that was remade in 2004 um dawn of the dead is a part of the um of the dead franchise if that makes sense our dead franchise the zombie franchise ultimately it's from um george romero so um but, you know, I'm not always a fan of increasing the pace, right? Like, while with remakes, they like to, you know, update the visuals. A lot of times their their stick is to increase the pace. And that's not always needed. But in this movie's case, that shit totally worked. Like, <laughs> every scene is more intense or like a more intense version of the original. And then there's, you know, obviously new scenes and new types of um, situations added in. But just overall, I think... The visuals, the story, the pace, all A+. And then, and outside of that, too, the cast in this one is fucking stacked. Like, we get treated to a pre-modern family, Ty Burrell, whose character is, like, nothing like the Ty that we know and love. <laughs> um, and then there's, like, a young, or, I guess, younger Ving Rhames. Um, there's Mackay Pfeiffer. This is it's a lot. Definitely one that I can watch back to back or, you know, often. <laughs> All right. In third place, The Thing. Um, 
I don't fully recall if I mentioned this one on the pod before, but nevertheless, I fucking love sci-fi and I love horror, so the two together is just like a perfect mix for me. Um, the thing is a West Carpenter classic that originally came out in the 80s and then was remade in 2011. Both versions are extremely enjoyable to watch. Um, and even, like, you know, like how I mentioned, remakes try to, or are their purpose is to, you know, update the graphics or the visuals. And the thing with the thing, <laughs> the thing with the thing, um, the thing about the thing is the 80s version, um, it visually holds up, literally. Like, um, and so, like, if you don't know about the story, it's just kind of about a, a team of scientists who's studying up in, like, Antarctica or something, and they encounter an alien frozen under the ice, and the alien wakes up, causes chaos by, like, transforming itself to look like different crew members, and then killing everybody off one by one. And then, outside of transforming into other crew members, its body morphs in these wild-ass, like, fucking insane different ways. Like, it's... It's, like, sci-fi horror at, like... It, top tier top tier at its best <laughs> um it's definitely intense and it's so filled with paranoia obviously you know they're in the middle of nowhere and anybody can be a fucking killer alien at, the, at any time you know so it's definitely worth a watch for that if you have not seen the thing i'm gonna give you the bill shame in second place a stephen king classic it bro um that's just amazing the original is, you know, the TV movie from the 90s, and it's by Stephen King, another Stephen King classic. Um, and the two-parter that came out in the mid-2000s or whatever, out-fucking-standing. Like, everything was updated and done amazingly. Like, the original one, again, 90s TV movie, and the it's done so great. I remember when I first saw the original, I pissed myself. Like, I was a fucking kid, and I was like, okay, what is this? I can't get out of bed at night. Why does this exist? <laughs> like, you could tell me Pennywise wasn't waiting in my fucking bathroom at night. Like, it had an effect on me. So, for them to update that and do it so well... It's like, I mean, you know, Bill Skarsgård is Pennywise. You know, he was perfect. Like, fucking creepy and just downright awful. <laughs> um, in all the best ways. Like, another thing that I really liked that they did, too, is the um, the casting of the younger and older crew members. Like, the 90s version, when they did it, the... The the kids that they use are the adults that they use to replicate the kids or whatever the case. They they matched a little bit, but in this version, I feel like they were just per, like spot on. Like it was it was so perfect. Um, and and what I liked about this one too is that the storyline was bigger. It includes more of the book from the nineties. Like the the nineties TV show didn't include that much. So with that, it's like a little more harsher. Like if you've read the book you know there's a lot of fucked up things that happen and they changed some things too that uh, the book is just worse i'll just say that but ultimately <laughs> um the mid-2000s version is definitely worth the watch lastly in motherfucking first place evil dead 2013 all right so i know what you're thinking recently it's been dubbed as canon but originally when it came out 
it was dubbed as a remake. So for me, it counts. Um, I know how much I like. I know how much I talk about this film, and y'all know how much I fucking love it. It's fucking classic. <laughs> like if you just love blood and gore and just fucking fun, this is this this is for you. Like all of the movies, you know. Um, I think this one is another one that upped everything from the original in every way and i actually like this one more than the original as well but um it was more intense graphically the set pieces it was a darker tone and honestly this one was scarier like actually fucking scary like it just did everything right i've um i was i've watched this one at least 100 times and with that in retrospect i love it more now knowing that it's canon like something can totally be fucking done with that like there was like a small little um ending scene where ash like looks over that i guess signifies its canon story but it was never fucking confirmed so and and again until recently with evil dead rise which i won't be talking about next week but anyway if you have not seen evil dead 2013 you get the bell hero metaphor shame yeah darling light of my life gonna hurt you you didn't let me finish my sentence i said i'm not gonna hurt you i'm just gonna bash your brains in. i'm gonna bash them right the fuck in <laughs> okay so yes that was my top five horror movie remakes so let's go ahead and get into this remake style of pick your horror um all right so round one we have remake champs it's aka pennywise dancing clown versus the thing the fucking alien from the antarctica um from the antarctica of course i said that <laughs> anyway um and you know what all right so looking at this one i feel like it would win um because of its more supernatural properties like i feel like supernatural versus alien it's kind of like supernatural versus science almost and at some point science kind of loses out versus the supernatural things right like but then there's also instances where science wins over and it's like it's an alien that can change its form like they both would be like oh my oh my god could you imagine just thought about they'd be like just having like a form changing battle like because they both can transform that you know what I'm writing it. Anyway, all right. I'm going to call it... I'm going with Pennywise. All right, all right. So, round two, we have Bev, a.k.a. Beverly from It, and then Mia Allen from Evil Dead. Huh. I feel like... And this is a good one. I feel like they're both, like, tough girls, right? Like fighter girls ride and die type bitches like <laughs> um but i feel like mia went against something far more terrifying right um because it's demons you know it's hell it is like a essentially an alien oh shit i had to think about that Pennywise versus the thing is an alien versus alien battle. Okay, anyway, we're past that round. <laughs> um, all right, so Bev versus Mia. I'm gonna go with Mia. 
Um, Leah is a bit more hardcore. Um, she had to fucking use, you know, she got her arm chopped off, her leg fucking sliced a little bit, and like she still had to fight against the goddamn abomination. So, yeah, yeah. Um, round three, I'm gonna do um, Elizabeth Winston's characters for both for uh, two remake films. We're gonna go with Heather from Black Christmas versus Kate from The Thing. And immediately, that's Kate. Like, that doesn't even require thought. Kate actually had to fight. Heather got her ass fucking killed. Um, like, with no fight. <laughs> um, and she's like a bitch, too. So, totally deserves it. Um, round four. We are going to go with Anna from Dawn of the Dead versus Kelly. And Kelly is from Black Christmas. Okay. All right. And round four, we have Anna from Dawn of the Dead versus Kelly from Black Christmas. Um, Let's see. This one, I'm going to give it to Anna because she kind of survived the fucking zombie apocalypse. Or... Mostly survived a zombie apocalypse. Um, Kelly wouldn't have survived that shit at all. So, that leaves us with the next round, round five. We have It versus Final Girl team of Mia, Kate, and Anna. I think Anna's going to be the first one out of there. Because It is Supernatural. Zombies are more... I feel like zombies are more scientifical, right? Like, scientifical doesn't seem like a word scientific whatever the point is (laughs) Anna's um never necessarily fought anything quote-unquote supernatural and I feel like Kate and Mia both have a leg up on that um taking us to the next round I think Kate would be next because and, and, and again fighting the thing is similar to fighting Pennywise, but I feel like, and this is just more so giving an upper hand to Mia, she was more affected and still had to fight. Like, she had to fight more and was more disabled, if that makes sense, right? Like, Kate was fully, you know, her, she still had her fucking hand. Like, she hadn't been, like, insanely fucking beaten or you know anything like that or chased you know essentially anyway but or even fucking possessed right like her fucking body was possessed her tongue got cut in half like it was so much going on with her body through that possession it was like she went through a lot more to come out as a final girl and in that respect i think mia would actually kill it too like i think mia would survive um yeah, I don't even feel like I would have to really explain that too much because you figure the abomination is a demon. It is somewhere like that. And Mia faced it without being afraid. 
So, of course, she would fucking face it looking like, all right, motherfucker, let's go. You know what I'm saying? And that would just, and that's where his power comes from. So she would immediately look at him like, oh, scared for what? And he'd shrink and it'd be over. So with that, that leaves us with final girl winner, motherfucking Mia Allen. I like that. I think I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good with those results. <laughs> Definitely hit me up, guys, if you came up with something else on that one. But um, I think Mia being the winner is definitely solid. So that was remake version of Pick Your Horror. Totally fucking good time. I really want to see it versus the thing. Like I'm, I'm legit gonna fucking write that because that sounds like a fucking money maker, right? The amount of shape shifting that will be happening. Oh Jesus. Okay. Anyway, now let's go ahead and get into my review and rating of Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Um, first off, I didn't want to watch this movie for so long. Like, <laughs> I finally just did it. I was like, you know what? I got to do it for the show. I got to do it for the people. And I do it for my brand, you know? I love horror. Talk about it. I have to watch it. And it's a classic franchise, you know? Um, so I was very reprehensive or apprehensive, rather. And I decided to watch. <sighs> So before I get into the bad, right, um, I'll say there was a few things that I I kind of liked. First, I liked the setting of Louisiana. I've mentioned it before. I'm not sure if I mentioned it here, but either way, I really love New Orleans, um, just the feel of it. And in relation to like horror and scary stuff, it just it fits so perfect. So for that, I really liked the setting. Um I liked the idea of the creeper being meta in this universe, right? Like at this point, like the the opening scene is kind of cool because they do this thing where it's basically like um a reenacted moment with the creeper that ends up being on like one of those crime shows. So it's actually like on TV. And, you know, that's been done before, but the thing with it being done with the Creeper is that it makes him known. Like, when we left off, he was going back to sleep. So it's like all these years later, he's back, and, you know, now people know all about him, and motherfuckers are, like, buying T-shirts and having podcasts about him and shit. Like, you know, it's like a whole thing. So I, I kind of like that. Um, it seems it, writing-wise, makes sense as a natural progression. Um... I think fucking Trish should have been in it or any of the characters from the last series. Like, I get the main guy, I think Victor Da Silva, whatever his name is, he couldn't do it because of whatever is going on there legally. But, like, story-wise, you know, Trish should have been there. Or um, that grandmother from the third one, like, well, she's probably, like, dead now, I guess, would have technically been the thought, right? I mean, 20... Years later, she's like, well, she could be, she could be, I, you know, that was fucked up. She could be alive, whatever. Point is, <laughs> um, for the story, I think they should have done that. But outside of that, the story isn't necessarily terrible, right? Because like I said, I like the idea of the Creeper being a town legend. Um, it made sense. 
And I like the idea of it being those 23 years later and him coming back to life. But that's pretty much it. Let's go ahead and hop into what I did like. <laughs> um, I hated the fucking new design. Hated it, hated it, hated it. Um, and I hate when they do that. See, when they remake characters or recast them and things like that, the design is always off. And it was hideous in this one. Not a good way, because the creeper is fucking hideous anyway, but in in retrospect for what I said about the story earlier too, there's points I didn't like about the story. Um, I did like the cult. It's like a cult that fucking like worships I mean, okay. Cause there there's comic books and the cult in some sense makes sense. It's just the execution of how they did it. Because it's like the origin story of the creeper is related to like a cult in, in a way like um i think it was like aztec cult or something like that i don't fully remember but i remember reading the comics and there was a mention of like a pyramid and like gold and it was like a god i want like a mayan pyramid or something i don't know i'm getting sidetracked but the point is the cult in this one wasn't executed to the way that i felt it could have been um, I felt like a lot of the story points were kind of cheesy. Um, the main character girl being like pregnant and I guess the baby had a connection with the creeper, which didn't really make fucking sense. And they never really explored it, which I guess I can't be mad at that either. Cause there's like random psychic moments in the other Jeepers Creepers movies that are never followed up on or mentioned. But this one felt the emptiest. Like it felt like the, yeah, that's that's the best way to say it. Like the emptiest way to introduce a supernatural element and then just like not do anything with it. Um, outside of that though, I mean, I guess it's worth a watch if you want to keep up with the quote unquote Jeepers Creepers story. Um, I'm not even really sure. I need to look it up because I'm not fully sure if it's canon to the rest of the films or... Well, it it could be. I would assume it is. It's been 23 years, but either way, um, it's... it's. <laughs> I normally like to say worth the watch, but I don't want to say that. It's like... Because it's not. It's still not worth the watch. I, I'm sparing you from this watch. Um, I gave it zero stars. And I feel like that's really harsh, but... It's fucking real. Um, it doesn't get one for watchability, nor creativity, uh, nor killer fear factor, or gore, or the new category of cinematography and design. <sighs> it just it just didn't hit no marks. <laughs> so yeah, um, watch it at your own risk, I guess. But all the other ones are definitely worth way more of your time. Now clear your minds. It knows what scares you. It has from the very beginning. Don't give it any help. It knows too much already. Alright, y'all. So, thanks for listening as always. Don't forget to follow the official Instagram page for the pop, man of horror underscore podcast. And until next time, stay spooky, folks. Peace.